had successes under his belt, four to be exact, in 2016, said, you know what, I'm going to go out and do this thing myself. It started with a slide deck, and he raised six million bucks to build out the tech, which is not easy. He's got 30 engineers on his team today, a total of 52 people. Again, helping folks understand sales, transcriptions, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, understanding uh, sales calls and who's performing well, why they're performing well, who's not performing well. Highest reviewed on G2 Crowd, which is obviously a nice thing to have, but does it translate to revenue? The answer so far is yes. They have over 200 customers paying an average. ACV first year of in the low tens of thousands. So you can do the math in terms of seeing uh, revenue metrics there. First year growth is healthy, a lifetime value to CAC, still figuring it out because they're super early. Payback period though is less than 18 months. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Amit Bendov. He's the co-founder and CEO of Gong.io, the number one conversion and conversation intelligence platform for sales. He brings more than 20 years of leadership experience in hypergrowth enterprise software startups, managing product, marketing, and sales for global corporations. Prior to founding Gong, Amit was CEO of SciSense and CMO of Panaya. I believe I said that right. Amit, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, yeah, totally. All right. So Gong, you said in the bio there that you said the number one conversation intelligence platform. Who, who's ranking? How do you know that? Well, we've just... Um, actually, the, it's, it's getting better than that. So we've... Um, We've seen the latest ranking on G2 Crowd, just kind of like the uh, the Yelp for B2B software technologies, and and Gong has been rating number one not only from among conversation intelligence platform people understanding voice, but in all sales tools, and in fact was number three rated company in all of Silicon Valley uh, B2B tech company. So number four is Google. That's great. So. so- how do I know we were number one? I mean, we're by far the highest rated. We're totally off the charts. Yeah, so just to be clear, it's based off rating. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of other ways to measure the success of a business. I hope to dive more into your story and understand that. As you know, obviously, CallRail is aggressive in the space. There's a lot of startups, uh, phone tracking, call tracking metrics, phone wagon, super small, just raised around. So I want to dive more into what you're doing differently. Let's start there. So what year did you launch the company in? So we've launched it in late 2016. We started uh, a beta. We've been in alpha uh, and beta uh, design mode for about a year, and we started selling uh, general availability about a year ago, January last year. Okay, and tell folks that are not familiar with the product, can you, can you tell a customer story of how they're using it? Yeah, so uh, most of our customers are sales organizations in in companies with anywhere from 10 to hundreds of salespeople. Uh, And they use Gong to understand what's going on in the conversation. Gong listens to sales conversation where people, salespeople are talking with customers. And then it helps salespeople improve their pitch by highlighting areas where they can improve anywhere from becoming better listeners to positioning companies and uh 
and um, how to get clear next steps. And it provides managers with insights where people need coaching. Uh, so it shows them like problem calls or great calls or, or spots in the areas where they could coach their teams on and get better and convert more deals. Got it. So are you, you're doing things like, hey, this salesperson who constantly beats quota uses the word pricing within the first two minutes of a sales call. Everyone who's missing quota, they wait till the last two minutes. You should tell them to do it or talk about pricing earlier on. Um, kind of, yeah. So, so you, you got it right. The, uh, the subtlety here, it's not just words, it's patterns that are more complex. What kind of questions do we ask? What kind of topics or how much time do you dedicate to pricing on a call? And should it be on a first call or a second call or early in the call or another call? Okay. Um, and give me a general sense just so we understand the, the target market you're serving. I mean, average customers paying you what per year? Are we talking a grand, a hundred, a million, 10,000? It's anywhere from uh, ten thousands, and for uh, larger customers, it could be hundreds of thousands. Okay, but if, what would you say a fair average is like twenty, thirty grand, something like that? Usually, it's in the tens of thousands. Yes. Okay, got it. And and are this this is that's per seat or per company? It's ten thousands. It's per per company, but uh, usually we price based on a number of sales people that the uh the customers have got it so you're typically selling i'm going to make this up like 10 to 20 seat deals into an organization and that deal size is typically a thirty thousand dollar acv maybe on average in first year mm-hmm. okay all yeah. right so so you're an alpha for a while 2016 is launched you're an alpha for a while you you build you build you build uh you launch the product now have you bootstrapped so far have you raised and if i, I think you're going to break my heart because you're in california i'm assuming you've raised how much have you raised um, are you sitting down? So we, we've raised, uh, we raised a $6 million seed and a $20 million series a, uh, gong is, 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 you know, relies on deep technology. Uh, it's not easy to bootstrap something like that. So we have like a research team and a development team and, um, and there's a lot of development and it's, it's pretty deep in technology. Six million so. is big for a seed was you obviously, I don't think you did a convertible node at that level. Did you price the seed around? Yeah. Interesting. You price the seed. So how'd you, obvious question, how'd you come up with a valuation that early? I imagine you were pre-revenue at the time. <clears throat> yeah. All we had was, uh, I think we had like eight slides. We had a deck uh, and we have an idea and uh, I have a reputation, a track record. So this is Gong is the fourth company that I'm leading and, uh, you know, three others have achieved over a billion dollars in in the combined shareholder value, including like an IPO and, and, and an exit. And, and you were the um, founders or you were part of the executive team there? At Gong, I'm the co-founder. Um, so the other companies, I was either like a, as a CEO or one of the founding teams, but I've always joined pre-revenue, but then there is something like an idea, a registered company or something, and, and, and a technical founders. Gong is the first one that actually started completely from scratch that I've incorporated. I love that. Okay, so you have some history. Uh, you had uh, some slides, and that is what you're able to raise the six million on. You raised twenty after after that. What's team size today? We are fifty two people. Okay, fifty two people. And what break that down for me? How many of those folks are sales versus engineers versus other? So we have about out of that, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, the day, the numbers change on a daily basis, but, uh, 35 are in R and D and, and product. Yep. That makes sense. So there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of tech that goes into yeah. this. Um, yeah. what are, and, and what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers working with you? 
We have close to 200 customers. Okay. And those within are co- one year. Within one year. No, that's, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. are, and those are just to be clear, those are 200 companies and each one has some number of seats Com- under them. Yes. Okay. Got it. So, I mean, if I take that, the 200 customers times a $30,000 average ACV in year one, I mean, you guys are north of 500 grand per month in the first year. That's pretty good, right? We, we're, we're in the millions of dollars of ARR right now within the first year. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, it's impressive very, very growth. Fast, yeah. It's impressive yeah. growth. I mean, but is that math right? You're generally doing about 500 grand per month right now? I, I keep, I'm not going to comment like on specific numbers or metric. It's something that we share. But, uh, I mean, we had an amazing first year. Yeah, well, I mean, just to be clear, I'm multiplying your numbers. So is the 200 customer number wrong or is the $30,000 year one ACV wrong, if that number is not accurate? Uh, I said that uh, I didn't say thirty thousand. I said that our numbers in, in tens of thousands. Okay, and and that there is a range. I mean, there there are some very large deals and some of them are very smaller. So the average, uh, I didn't give the average. Well, well, you said you said the average is in the tens of thousands, right? So I'm going to assume it's north of ten thousand, right. but less than fifty thousand, thirty thousands in the middle. So we could go way lower or way bigger. But when you say you had a great year yeah. one. I don't let founders get away with that because some people just totally lie. And it's, and it's a lot of, we sold for a hundred million bucks, but it's a $99 million earnout over 30 years that we're never going to see. And they're, they're full of crap. So I try and get people to share numbers, right? So when you say you're in the millions of growth in year one, I think that's really, really healthy. We'll leave it at that and move on. Tell me more about how you, once you built the tech, you built such a great product, right? You invested 6 million in getting this thing off the ground. What communication channels did you use to find the people that you know would be willing to pay for that? So I started even uh, when I said that all we had was a chart. I mean, that was uh, a PowerPoint deck. Uh, I lied a little bit. So, so what I did early on, even before we raised the money, I called some 50 VP of sales that I knew and some that I didn't know and asked them, listen, we're looking to build something like that. Uh, is that something that you're going to buy and how much would you be willing to pay for it? Okay. And, and we got like, uh, we got fantastic validation up front. So we communicated with people up front, validated, you know, we're not the only currency one that's thinking about this idea. And, um, and then, um, when we had something that we could test, okay, we didn't even think about selling in the first year. We just said, you know, let's get some data from customers so we can start training the AI models and, and, uh, and develop the product on. Uh, so we reached out to a dozen friends and family companies that we know uh, and uh, asked them, hey, can you try the product and just give us some data so we can start training the AI model? And then we, we saw that they're, they're actually using it, which surprised us. And, and measured uh, by what? Like, are you measuring call volume in the first month? Like, what do you have to get people to do to get them sticky quickly? Log in. So, so call volume doesn't mean Gong records the call. So the fact someone recording call doesn't mean that they actually use the product. Right, that's what we learned early on. So we, we, we check engagement in in number of ways. So how many logins and how many people are logins like uh, three times a day or four times a day. And and we we saw early on that it was a pretty pretty engaging. We did some optimization. People um, were engaged more. And then like uh, within five months into the beta, we said we did a trial close. So everybody beta is over. Time to buy. And eleven out of the twelve companies bought. Okay. And how many people, so you had 50 call random, by the way, those 50 initial calls you made, I mean, where'd you get the phone numbers from? Who were they your friends? Yeah. So some of them were friends, some of them were friends and friends and, and, uh, people that we know. So just, just from the network and network of the network. 
Okay, got it. So of the 50, you then put 12 into a beta program. They start using it. You're measuring logons per seat per day. When you say beta's over, you have to buy 11 of them purchased. So did you price it too cheaply? No, not at all. It wasn't like people paid us like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but it's a high conversion rate. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the 12th company bought a few months ago. (laughs) So now it's 12 out of 12. Uh, well, so that's more to that my was, point was, though, Amit, this is a big pricing yeah. discussion, right? That, that, that's a hundred percent conversion, right? You might say you left significant money on the table. How did you come up with price? We, uh, so first, uh, we, so when we did the validation, we asked people how much they were willing to pay and they said, uh, $50 per user per month. And we said, okay, that we thought that we can and should be charging more, but we said, okay, that's good enough to start. I mean, it's in the ballpark. And then we uh, we charge actually more, and people paid. I mean, uh, the, the challenge was that this was not a planned expense. It's not the line item that people had in their budget, so they had to come up with that. Uh, you know, someone has to go to the CFO and uh, justify fifty thousand uh, mid year. That was like May June that they didn't plan for. Uh, but everybody says, listen, we haven't planned for it, but the, you know, we did, definitely do not want this to go away. Uh, so that was the, the overwhelming response. That's a lot. Just to be clear. I mean, if you're doing 50 bucks a seat and they have to go get 50 grand a budget, you're selling thousand seat deals. There's a thousand salespeople on these teams. No, it's, uh, how did you come up with that? Uh, 50 bucks a seat. It's not thousand. It's a thousand, 50 bucks a seat times. It's, it's, it's 50 bucks a seat per month per day. So it's, uh, so 50, it'll be like 600. Got it. Divided by I forgot to divide. So by normally, it's there. about uh, you know anywhere from eight hundred to thousand dollars per per seat per year. Got it. Got okay. it. So companies with several dozens or, or hundreds of people. I mean, it. it, it that's, so ba- that's back, the range. back to me to my original question though. Everyone paid it. No, nobody yeah. said no. So what? what do you, I mean, you, you you people would argue you priced it too low. Everyone agreed. No, people people negotiated the price. But uh, honestly, we didn't care so much. I mean, we're building a big company. We didn't care so much about like maximizing like every penny that we can get from those customers. It wasn't like the thinking. We just wanted to a price that isn't cheap because if you sell cheap, you aren't really learning anything. So if there were like objections, we wanted to give like a reasonable price. Price is pretty close to what we would ultimately charge. So if people said no, we'd learn what we're doing wrong. Okay, and people did negotiate to try to get like the best deal, and, and don't forget we're selling to sales leaders, so they they love negotiation. You got to make them feel like they uh, won. Yeah. So, um, uh, but you know, we weren't focused like on squeezing like every like ten or twenty percent that we can. It was like getting the customer. Plus, we're grateful. I mean, these are companies that help us. So why should we? I mean, they deserve something. And and the other things that we did, we said, okay, the price that you're getting today, we're gonna guarantee it forever. Okay, you're, ni- you're, like, you're just nicer you, than me, Amit. That's the lesson here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm more capitalistic than you are. Uh, trust me, I'm pretty capitalistic, but we think <laughs> about it long term. I mean, the, when you grow so quickly, the early customers don't really matter because you're growing like 300 to 400 percent every year. So, like these extra 10 percent you're going to get from renewals at existing customers doesn't really move the needle. So you much better off focus on getting them excited, getting the new customers, and it just doesn't matter. It sure. doesn't move the needle. So, I mean, you've so, gone from, so yeah, yeah, you've got. Sorry, we're running out of time. I want to make, get some other questions. And so, you went from twelve customers up to two hundred today. What, what channel are you most heavily relying on to drive that customer growth? Is there a, is there an app exchange you're ranking really high in besides G two Crowd, or is it outbound sales? What are you doing? 
So it's a combination. I mean, we we have lists of companies. Uh, we know that that the, uh, our ideal customer profiles, and we uh, we're using lists. Uh, we're doing. We did early on. We did some outbound uh, sales. We're doing conferences. Uh, we have uh, quite a few inbounds, and and twenty to thirty percent of our business comes from referrals, from uh, either people that used us in one company and moved to another companies or heard from a friend or saw us. Or in, uh, so there's a lot of that going on. Uh, the, the buzz about, around the company is incredible these days. So we, we're getting a growing amount of inbound um, leads. And generally speaking, when you look at your fully weighted CAC, so all your conference spend, any direct spend, plus salespeople's salaries and all that, generally, what are you comfortable spending to acquire one of these new customers? Well, you're, you're not, uh, without getting into numbers, we're not necessarily looking to be as efficient as we can, uh, like in our first year. Okay. The, the thing is like, uh, to grow as quickly as we can, it's like fast growth. Okay. To grow as quickly. What we have noticed that, uh, and you, you, we spoke a little bit like an, in rough, uh, rough strokes about the, uh, the deal size. Right. But what we have noticed that about 50, sorry. Our, on average, our accounts grow 50% within the first six months. There's a lot of expansion. So every dollar turns to a dollar and a half within two quarters from purchase. And, and we've seen it like uh, pretty consistently. Um, so we're looking at the lifetime value of the customers. Uh, so like what do, you right assume, now what do you assume that is at a minimum? Uh, so our, our, our churn right now is close to zero. Uh, from the 200 so far, I mean, it, it is early, but we've, you know, we lost like two or three customers and, and none of them because they weren't using the product. Either the company had changed or got acquired or, or something like that. And that 0%, and our, that's, lo- and, that's, and, logo, that's obviously not logo churn because you lost three. So is that revenue churn is 0%? So I, I, said, I said no. So as I said, uh, in terms of like logo churn, it's like close to zero. Instead of the 200, there are only three. Okay, none of them is... And in terms of, uh, uh, sorry, revenue churn, we're at minus 53. Okay, so our accounts grow quickly. A lot of them like triple, double, because they start with sales, they move to customer service, they add more teams, they move to add other units in a company. So there's a lot of growth. So we're, you know, well in the uh, negative churn uh, pretty consistently so far. Yeah, so so then that's and on an annual basis, obviously, correct? Net negative yeah. 50 by 53, yeah. Um, where, uh, talking, going back to things like managing like payback period, that's obviously an an efficiency metric. You said you're not focused on efficiency right now. You're focused on growth. So maybe your payback period is longer than other companies that are trying to optimize. What do you try and keep payback period around? So right now it's about, if I'm not mistaken, it's about a year and a half. Okay. Yep. So call it 18 months there. And what you're saying is someone starts, Again, someone starts in the low tens of thousands. They're increasing that by about 50% or 150%. Sorry, 50% in the first six months or first two quarters. Right. And so, right. you know, that's going from, I'm going to say 30 grand up to 45 grand, something like that in terms of ARR. So you're spending, call it 50, 55 grand, or you're comfortable spending 50, 55 grand to bring on one of these new logos. Okay, got it. And most of those, uh, breakdown of the 52 folks, how many of those, you said 32 are engineering, are all the rest sales and outbound, or how many folks are dedicated to sales? 
No, we have uh, in sales, we have uh, six in sales, uh, we have uh, six in customer success, uh, we have um, uh, tech support, uh, one in tech support, and, uh, and sales development, I think about eight, and then okay. there is like a little bit of a marketing and uh, obviously finance and, and administration. Last economics question before we wrap up uh, with the famous five. Uh, famous five. Um, how do you make sure you don't lie to yourself about lifetime value? If you just take your economics and you multiply them, you could argue pretty rationally that these customers are infinitely valuable. I'm not sure. So so far, I mean, uh, I just uh, you know I try to be paranoid. Again, I, I try to look at the uh, uh, the actual facts and numbers. I know that our history is fairly short so far. So we have about a year and a half of of renewal data. Okay, and so far it's been amazing. So when we plan, we actually plan for worse. So I've planned for um, losing twenty percent of the logos and being at maybe like ten percent uh, minus ten percent churn. And, and then we try to beat that goal, okay, versus like assuming that that's always going to happen. So the plans are a little conservative. So what is and, your conservative uh, LTV do- in terms of dollars? What is your conservative LTV number? I mean, you're talking like 400 grand, half a million, a million, five million? Yeah, we're always getting to like specific numbers, but uh, it, it is too early. So you, you understand the range right now. If you multiply right now, right now we have zero, close to zero logo churn. And we have uh, definitely... Uh, substantial well in the negative zone uh revenue churn so you can do the math i mean that's uh well i don't know i did i mean i did the math that's that's why i asked the question if i do the math you could argue infinite you could say they never churn these people are worth a hundred million each which is a lie you and i both know you're never going to have an individual customer pay you a billion dollars so what i'm saying is the math doesn't work how do you keep yourself rational what do you assume a minimum lifetime value is i'd say five years is reasonable okay Got it. And last question, uh, shifting over to product. Um, it's a tough space. I mean, there's a lot of people in the space. Dial Source has really monopolized Salesforce as a channel. They've raised seven million bucks. They're doing north of fifteen million in AR right now, with about two hundred to a grand in terms of customers. Converso is growing quickly. Call tracking metrics is bootstrapped with Todd. They're doing well. When you're on calls, winning deals. Why are you winning deals over these similar products? This product, I don't similar, and you're actually comparing us to products that we're not even in their space. I mean, we're doing different things. Uh, we're, we're never compete with them, and they're, um, there's no gong. Uh, most of these products, if I understand them correctly, okay, uh, they, they sell to different buyers. They sell to marketing folks who are processing inbound inquiries, trying to uh, launch some kind of like phone-based campaigns. People are calling, and this ver- very first contact of the lead and then do some reasoning about what they're saying on the calls. Did I get it right? No. I mean, the reason I asked that, I know you compete with these people because I've had other B2B SaaS CEOs on. And when I ask them what their favorite tool is, they'll mention someone in the space. And I'll say, who else did you look at? And they said, we also looked at Gong. So I, I know you compete definitely on some of these budgets. And these are $200 million company CEOs I have on. So they, they all do some form of call tracking metrics to record and transcribe specifically in the sales tech stack. So I'm just curious when you're winning deals and someone brings up one of these other guys, what is the reason you're winning? Uh, I don't know. We, we, I'll beg to differ here because I don't even, I don't see these companies ever. Okay. So maybe we're mixing uh, one of us is, is mixing some of these companies or, or Who names. Would you say you compete with most directly? <clears throat> so what, what Gong does, it's, it's actually for B2B sales for long sales cycle. Uh, it is, 
we sell to VPO sell. It is it is a new space. Okay, we're winning. Okay, because the the customer experience is is addictive. People start using it, and it goes viral. Like just the, the toughest thing to adopt new technology is to get the salespeople to adopt the product and to actually use it. Salespeople are pretty picky in what they use. Right. Gong, you start the trial, and then it just starts to spread like fire within your organization. People get excited. I mean, just look, I just posted something on LinkedIn today, and you can see the responses. I mean, they're, I love Gong. Gong is insane. It's crazy. That's that's the response that we're getting, and that's why it does something extremely valuable for salespeople. And the ex- user experience, it's, it's very, very easy to use, and there's nothing that they need to do. They just get insights, and they get information, and they can ask for help. That's why companies buy Gong. Competition really isn't our problem. Uh, it, it is a new space. Got it. it. Makes good sense to me. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Uh, number one, what's the last business book that you read? Um, I'm reading uh, Principles right now. Ray Dalio, that's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO yeah. you're following or studying? Well, I always like uh, the Benioff, like uh, Cloudbook. I mean, that's uh, I'm not following on, I'm not stalking him on a daily basis, but I like his thinking, and uh, you know that that book was uh, inspiring. And Beyond the Cloud as a title, that's a good one. Number three, besides yeah. Zero Enemy, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? For running a business? For building Gong? Um, Great question. Um, well, one of the things that it's not, I wouldn't say like building a company. One of the things that help us early on is, is a tool for self-scheduling. When I was still doing some of the sales, instead of like having SDRs, we didn't have any. So we just put like a self-schedule link on a website and, um, and we started getting like lots of demo replays. It was incredible. So My calendar the, was what's just the filled tool, with What's these. the tool? Um, it's called Calendly. Yep. Calendly. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number, uh, number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? Usually anywhere, usually on average about five. Okay. Okay. That's, that's pretty, you're yeah. almost superhuman then. All right. And what's your situation? Yeah. Married, single, you have kids? Married, uh, for almost 20 years, two boys, congrats. 15 and 19. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. And how old yeah. are you, mate? Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm 53. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, let's, uh, you know, I wish I learned to, uh, delegate, uh, more like early on. That's, uh, just, just let go and let people do their stuff. There you guys have it, have it yeah. delegate earlier from a meet had successes under his belt four to be exact in 2016 said, you know what? I'm gonna go out and do this thing myself. It started with a slide deck and he raised 6 million bucks to build out the tech, which is not easy. He's got 30 engineers on his team today, a total of 52 people. Again, helping folks understand sales transcriptions, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, understanding, uh, sales calls and who's performing well, why they're performing well, who's not performing well, highest reviewed on G2 crowd, which is obviously a nice thing to have, but does it translate? to revenue. The answer so far is yes. They have over 200 customers paying an average ACV first year of in the low tens of thousands. So you can do the math in terms of seeing uh, revenue metrics there. First year growth is healthy. A lifetime value to CAC. Still figuring it out because they're super early. Payback period though is less than 18 months. Amit, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much, Nadine.